Feeling like life is overwhelming? Are you ready to break free and learn what it feels like to be unstoppable? Then you're in the right spot. Welcome to We Are Not Lost, the podcast focused on helping women find their true selves, learn to live more authentically, and stop feeling burned out. Here's your host, Satvinder Kaur. Hello, welcome to We Are Not Lost podcast with your host, Sat. And today I have an amazing guest with me. Her name is Marsha Clark. And she's an entrepreneur, author, executive coach, and keynote conversationalist and independent consultant. And her vision is to help women achieve success based on their values, strength, and aspirations. Welcome, Marsha. I'm so glad to have you in my show. And today's episode is The Power of Self-Discovery. Yes, thank you very much for having me. This is a real treat to get to talk to you. I, you and I know each other from a couple of other places, and so I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, I, I still remember when I met you first time, uh, it was a one of our networking event. Mm-hmm. And when I saw you first time, you and some other guests, both you did the presentation on some uh, of the uh, motivational stuff. And it was so inspiring. And that day I was sitting on the chair and I say, I want to do something like that. I still remember that day mm. and see where we at. We're sitting here together. Yes, yes. So yes, I'm so glad to have you here. And I wanna, I would like to our listeners to know more about you. Well, thank you, and I'm I'm glad that you were inspired that day, and that it led you to <laughs> do something remember. that you're that you're really loving. And and I know this is important to you, and I think it's a wonderful offering, if you will, to share this kind of information with your listeners. So thank you for having me. So let let me just say to uh, the folks who are watching and listening, I have had my own company for about 22 years, and uh, it is about uh, leadership and executive development, and I deliver that through a variety of means. And and yet my key offering and my real focus is on supporting women. So the idea of helping women achieve success based on their own terms. So this is in contrast, if you will, to having someone else tell us what we should do or need to do or must do or, you know, the, the, uh, we, we want to be we want to be the masters of our own universe, you know, exactly. in, in that regard. And so I want to be clear about what that really means to me. And so when I think about my own journey, um, you know, I, I started prior to having my own company with a technology company and I was there for 21 years. And I started as a secretary because women in my generation, women who were interested in business were typically, you know, secretaries and the other women who worked were teachers or nurses. So those were the three primary, you know, roles or professions that we could have. But during that 21 years that I was there, I saw myself go from an administrative secretary to a corporate officer of a Fortune 50 company. And so the growth, the change, the learning, oh my goodness, the learning on my part uh, was enormous. And it's a so long time. Yeah. It's a very long time. And so wanting to look at all of that and say, how can I use not just the research and the literature, but also my own personal experience. And now since I've been working with so many women from around the world, six, over 60 countries wow. you know, have attended my programs, and I hear their stories too. So I know there are some universal truths for women. And, you know, I'm going to share what I'll call some of the reflected, what, what happened back there, <laughs> you know, so that, yes. so that everyone doesn't have to learn 
you know, make all the mistakes on their own, but exactly. can, can learn, we can learn from each other in that exactly. regard. Exactly. No, thank you so much for sharing that. And no, I agree with it. And that's where kind of my message is, like even in my career in the last 15 years, uh, I was kind of unstoppable yeah. in areas, but unstoppable with without clarity. Mm. And I figured out last three, four years ago, like, I think I'm missing a fundamental steps mm. of self-awareness. Mm. And even though I was successful, but I realized I feel like I was not feeling that fulfillment or mm. satisfaction. But since I got into this self-awareness journey and mm. uh, started investing in myself, and it was an eye-opening experience for me, and then everything started flowing like easy, easy way. More so easy now way. my goal is like, how can I help other women to become unstoppable, but with the ease yeah. and with, with knowing uh, like all the, like having a more clarity. So, and I also strongly believe that like self-discovery is a process of inspecting every aspect of yourself to have a solid grip on yourself and move forward with definite clarity, confidence, and finding true fulfillment. Well, and I think if you have clarity and, cur and, and confidence, it leads you to do courageous things, right? <laughs> so so I, I will tell you that all of the literature that I see around, particularly leadership development, but I would call that just life development, right, is that the biggest, it's often referred to as derailer or showstopper, what prevents me from being my best self yes. is that I think I'm showing up to the world one way and the world is seeing me a very different way. So there's this idea of I can understand what my habits, my defaults, my patterns might be, and I'm going to share some information that we can further flesh that out. And yet that may not be how other people are See, seeing yes. me. And so I've got to, I've got to not just do that first part of here's my patterns, habits, and defaults. I need to understand how you're seeing that, receiving that, interpreting that to make sure that, that, that I bring that into my self-awareness as well. Wow, that's such a powerful thing. No, that, that is great. And as we said, like for me, it's like it simply means inspecting our emotions yes. and our purpose and passion and inspecting our physical wellness part and self-relationship. And on the regular basis, uh, so and self-discovery, as we just said it, it is a fundamental and foundational step towards success in all areas of life. That's right. I, I often have the image of a like a bullseye and in the very center circle is self-awareness. And then it, you can then if, if I'm more self-aware, I can be better uh, and more effective in interpersonal relationships, teams, organizations, anyway. the world. And so I, I agree with you that that yeah, the no, because is key. I realize and it's uh, like impact us in all areas of life, in our relationship and in career. Career is just one part of it. Right. But in all areas of life, it really helped us. So, yeah, and other thing, uh, as uh, the self-awareness, uh, other thing, other day, the one thing I really liked, I saw the LinkedIn, someone posted, they, you know, uh, let me let me rephrase it. So, you know how most of the time we uh, see on the LinkedIn, like, okay, I got promoted and we really celebrate mm -hmm. this. That's great. But recently... I have seen, I think, almost two posts recently where women are announcing to the whole world, like, hey, I took, I'm taking a step back mm -hmm. and I'm taking a demotion, whatever, they, even they're calling, 
But that was really, I was so amazed to see that. It mm. takes courage, it takes self-awareness mm. to inspect that, like what values to me, what important to for me in this phase of my life. So I think that's where self-awareness, uh, it's like it's great, it's, yeah. it plays a big role. I mean, it's great if we are looking for climbing a career ladder, that's always uh, be good. But same time, to identify when we need to step back and mm -hmm. looking at ourselves, what we needed in this moment, that's self-awareness and it takes a lot. And I think that is a success in our own terms. I, I will tell you that when I talk about women defining success on our own terms, yes. those are perfect <laughs> examples, right? It's not just achieving some hierarchical role yes. or position. It really is. I want to live life on my terms. Yes. And if I need to step away from my professional career to do whatever I choose to do, go back to school, spend more time with my family, take care of aging parents, whatever all that might be, that is what brings what I consider to be success and brings me joy, brings me happiness. And I'm all for uh, getting clear about that because it, it does start with self-awareness and that helps us get clearer about what's really important to us and what we want to do. Yeah, no, I agree. And sometimes it takes too long to figure that out, right? What it we does. want. <laughs> so yeah, tell me, like, why is... Uh, Self-awareness is so important to us. Well, again, I go back to it, it's the foundation of everything. If, yes. I, if I don't best understand myself, it's hard to interact or relate to anyone else. And the better I understand myself, the better I can be with other people. And, and if I can, I'd like to take you on a little, I, I guess, journey of, of its own, Please. if you will. Uh, when <laughs> I, I think it. about on the professional side of the house, because I do a lot of coaching and programming inside the, the professional world. And when I think about how we go about getting really self-aware about the jobs we've had and what our career things have been, our professional trajectories, if you will. Well, when I think about it, uh, first when we get out of school, and I don't care if it's high school or trade school or junior college, college, master's program, whatever it may be, you know, part of what we're looking for is a job. Uh, and a job is going to pay me money that allows me to have a little bit of financial security and financial independence, right? So that I can move out of the house if I'm living with my parents, or it's going to give me like, I, it's a step into adulthood. And so that's a job. And maybe, you know, it's in, in the major that we had, if, that we studied in university, or maybe not. I just need to get that job. So that's sort of step, step one on the leadership journey, if you will. The second is career. And career is where I take not only what I've learned in my job, but I look over there and I say, I think I could do more. I think I could have that job. Or I'm really excited about these kinds of things. And I'd like to, you know, work on that team. I'd like to broaden my, my knowledge, my skills, my experience, my perspective. And so second step or phase of the journey is career. And then what I think of as the next step in the evolution or the journey towards greater self-awareness is really the calling. And the calling is where we bring in our strengths. The things we, we're now beginning to understand, what am I really good at? What do I really enjoy doing? Because the research shows us if we get to spend 50% of more or more of our time on strengths where, we, where we're really talented, we're more engaged, we're more productive, and we're happier. So I think that's what most of us are striving for, <laughs> engagement, productivity, and that happiness. And then the fourth phase of the journey is finding our purpose. So I've gone from 
you know, functional knowledge and skills that I may have built in a job with some financial security to ambition with career, to strengths with calling, to passion with purpose. And so if I look at myself, I started out in the secretarial role, and that was a job. I needed a job. I had, you know, I was a contributing member, earning member to our family. But then I got interested that, oh, I could do that. Oh, I could do that. People ask me all the time, how did you get from a, an administrative secretary to a corporate officer? And I would say, because I learned, you know, I was always learning and asking lots of questions and taking things on. And I took things off my boss's to-do list. I didn't put things on my boss's to-do That's list. That's great. And so that, that, that continued to demonstrate and build my skills. And so I went from this uh, uh, administrative secretary to a compensation analyst and started our first compensation well, I was pretty good at that. And so then they gave me a team of people because it was getting more complicated and sophisticated. And I had a lot of ideas, but I couldn't implement them all, all myself. So I needed a team. That's how I moved into my first managerial role, right? And so that was more where my career came about. And because it was in an HR-related function, I began to understand that my love of people, my desire to help people, my desire to support people fell into this human resource category. And so I got the reputation of being a pretty good leader. So when I think about my calling, it was leadership. Because that's what people were coming to me for. That's what I was demonstrating day in and day out. And I also found that my calling was around helping others be better leaders. So developing the leadership of others. And I was working on one of, I worked for EDS, this was the technology company, and I was working on our largest financial services account. And when we would sign new business, they would come to me to get the leaders to, to go staff the new business. Okay. So I was producing leaders, right? And so I get the call from uh, my boss at the time, and he said, uh, we want you to come. If you can do this at the account level, we want you to come do it at the corporate level. So then I had the opportunity to go in and work in our leadership development area and got to start with a blank sheet of paper because we were in, we were in a big transformation, a word that everybody knows, right? Which means you're changing everything. And so got to do that and know now how to build a leadership development, you know, sort of process machine, if you will, <laughs> build a like machine. So then I did that for, for, quite some time. And then I was asked to go be president of our healthcare SBU where I had, you know, 2,500 people reporting to me and everything from product and service development to delivery to maintenance and support and ongoing. And then when I left the corporate world, this is when I went from calling to purpose. And what I knew is that I wanted to help women that's where I got really passionate because when I were, I've never worked for a woman. I'm too old. <laughs> there, there weren't women ahead of me that I could call upon or that I could model or that I could ask to mentor me. And so I wanted to create a capacity and a capability to focus knowing that women are just as smart, just as competent, just as courageous, just as fill-in-the-blank everything, we needed more opportunity to understand exactly. how to make that happen, and I wanted to play a part in that. So that's where my passion lied 22 wow. years ago and where it continues to lie today. Wow, such a you beautifully said, you know, how you described your journey in by dividing into four different areas. I love it. Like, and yeah, that is the whole story. I mean... We all, we all of us, we start 
from a job. We do. Uh, from the, where we do need a financial security. And I think the challenge is when we come to the, as you said, to the next step, career, I think over there, sometime if we spend too long and we're not paying attention to mm-hmm. our, like, being, we're not being self-aware or not right. paying attention to our strengths, that's what where sometimes we feel get stuck on that level very long. And then people start wondering, oh, why I'm not happy and why I'm not mm-hmm. feeling. So I think that, so I think once we're on the career part over there, we need to start asking questions. Okay, what I'm good at it. And right. what's, uh, what naturally I can do it better. And, you know, and I always say that, like, after the end of the day, I even still now I ask myself, if I felt really happy today, mm-hmm. what what was the driving force behind that? Nice. What was what nice. it involved? Yeah. What kind of people I met, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's very powerful. I if I ask that question every day, I get all the answers, mm-hmm. and that can lead me to my, as you said, calling. That's right. Well, and I think when we're really good in our careers, sometimes if we're not paying attention to to, to continue moving into the calling phase it makes everyone else's life really easy when I'm really good at what I do and they just keep pouring it on me pouring it they're gonna give you more that's right and it may not be a growth opportunity or it may not be my opportunity to do the work that I love to do and that I'm really good at and so I'm always looking at even if you aren't changing jobs going Mm -hmm. from role A to role B how do you enrich your current job that allows you to play to your strengths so there's all kinds of ways we can coach our way through that and and get more joy and more satisfaction. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a very a powerful thing. And I, I have tried myself. I'm still doing it. I like I even got to the leadership role, even though my role was in you know, like managing a team. But then I say, oh, no, I'm very good with putting all people together and solving mm-hmm. them. And then I kind of find my own way. I start I finding more teams where I can help, yeah. even along with my that uh, role. And then before I knew, I was like going uh, like... You know, I was not just doing that one role. I was wearing a multiple hat and doing the lunch and learn session and helping people. And then I realized that's the part I really enjoyed. And mm-hmm. and that's where I'm, I'm keep is evolving. It's a journey. It is. Well, and that's what I want our listeners to understand. You never stop the, 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 the journey. It's never, you never reach you never, the destination, no destination, right? Yeah. It's, it's a lifelong journey. And, and it, it's a nice segue, if I may, into the learning aspect of all of exactly. this. Exactly. So, and before I go there, though, I would like to invite the listeners to to think about it for themselves. Where are they? Where are each one of them on the journey of are you in a job? Are you in a career? Are you in a calling or are you at a place of purpose? Because, again, what the most recent research is saying, the purpose driven life <laughs> is a phrase we often yes. hear. The purpose driven life is the one that does bring us the most fulfillment and joy. So recognizing where we are. I also want to tell the listeners that when I was on this journey, you know, I, I can look back and tell you what happened, but 
it goes back to it doesn't have to be hard. Let's make it easier exactly. on 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 people. And so, getting conscious about where we are right this minute is what's going to help you to know what to do while you're there and how to take the next step, which is where the learning part comes in. And so, I, I use a learning awareness model, if you will, and uh, awareness actually is the first step. So it goes back to the: Do I know my strengths? Do I know my talents? Do I know my values? Do I know my principles? And so on and so forth. So once I know, and, and, and I want to speak to the values part, write down those five to seven values that are the uh, areas that guide your life. You use them to make decisions. You have personal values. You may have some professional values. They need to be aligned. And personal values have to be right down more than family because that's all encompassing, yes. right? What about your family that, that you want? And the same is true in our professional world. It's not just a job title that's, you know, or any of that. So really get clear about your values. Know where they align. Know where they contradict one another and make some choices. And then you get to this learning. So now I'm aware of those kinds of things. Now I want to understand them at a deeper level. So that's where I then have choices, I take action, and I reflect. So I make a choice to step back from my career role, and I need to understand that. I need to understand whether I have the financial security to be able to do this, and if so, for how long. I have the uh, awareness to say, I think I might want to work in this particular area. Do I know how to do that? Do I know how to build a business out of it? Do I need to? Do I know how to best relate to my family, my neighbors, my community, the nonprofits or philanthropic world? So I'm gaining all this awareness, this deeper understanding. So now I have choice points. Am exactly. I going to? And am I going to do it as you know? A, a parallel to having a job because my family needs my income or am I do I have the choice of being able to step away and have a sabbatical if you will or is this something that I'm making a life choice that I'm never going to go back into the career world I'm going to continue doing this so you got to know what all those choices are you make that choice you go enact that choice and then periodically I look back and go and this is where I'm going to take you to a second place because awareness understanding choice action and reflection is one framework. But in the reflection piece, I have to ask myself the three, what I what are often referred to as learning agility questions. What did I do? What did I learn? And how will it help me going forward? So what did I do when it came to developing leaders? Well, I got to know them personally. I built strong relationships. They were mutually trusting relationships. They were mutually respectful relationships. I assumed the best of them, and I gave them developmental opportunities until they said no more. I, you know, I, I, and because I didn't want someone artificially putting limits on me, and yes. so I, I wasn't going to do that with others. So I got, I got again very aware of what I was learning, and I would use it then the next time around. And with all the teams that I led over my 21-year career in a global environment. Anyone out there who knows that the bigger the group gets or the bigger the team gets or the bigger the organization gets, yes. the more variety of people and circumstances and strengths and skills and talents and abilities, you get a, a broad range, broad and deep. Yes. And so you're taking all of that in. And so at the end of every major, you know, I, I say you could, it doesn't even have to be like a project completion. It could be at the end of every week. I want to answer these questions. What did I do? Mm -hmm. What did I learn? 
and how will that help me going forward? And those learning agility questions are some of the most powerful tools in your toolkit that you'll ever have. Yeah, thanks, Marsha. No, those are great uh, action and tools kind of we can use it to identify like what's our driving, uh, what's our driving force and what we're good at it. And I love that. And also you, when you mentioned about the values, I feel like our personal values drives our everyday choices. Yes. Actions and behavior. And I also, I learned in one great stuff in a, about the values and I tried on myself too, like, First step is, as you said, identify what's your values. Yes. And write them down. Yes. So top five. So for, it could be a security, it could be a security, it could be a joy, it could be a health and all that. And I heard like if you, some people think, okay, their top number one value is a success. Mm-hmm. But if you don't see a health on their list. Right. And they will wonder why. I'm struggling, why I'm not feeling. That's right. So so that's a very powerful thing. Like first identify our values and then the other magic about values are those could be change hierarchies. Like you can change the order of them like by thinking what you want to feel about the best. Yeah. For example, like if I'm saying I want to feel loved mm-hmm. all the time but if I put my top value I realize is my success and I might have my own rules for success mm-hmm. if my rules are so complicated mm. if I ask when I will be feeling successful I will say oh when I will be a become a CEO mm-hmm. and when I will have these many cars it could be anything right and so that's the very critical part yeah actually we do have ability to change mm-hmm. our rules towards our value to I can say if I want to be success for me it could be simply you know I'm around my uh, every day I'm around with my family I'm doing something I'm going to the trip it could be a very simple thing which is achievable and it it could be I want to sit down to have dinner with my family right (laughs) it could be that simple yeah and yet if I'm in a job that requires me to work 12 hours a day Sitting down with my family for dinner is a really hard and challenging thing, and those things are going to clash and, and, and compete. Uh, I'll tell you this. I laughingly say, if you want to really know what someone values, look at their checkbook and look at their calendar. Where do they spend their money, and where do they spend their time? Because that, That's can, a good one. They can talk about it all they want, but what's really happening? My, one of my dear friends uh, has this phrase. She says, you can't talk your way out of something you've acted your way into right so you got to walk your talk that's walk your I talk. Mean, all exactly. of these are ways of saying yeah, we the can same say it thing. all day long that's right and so I, I, I do want to say this about values I think that they're they're non-negotiables and they're the things in our lives that we do not want to violate so what I mean by that is you know, I've, I've just come out with my second book. I, I co-wrote a book called Choose with a dear friend of mine, Dottie Gandy. And it was the role that choice plays in shaping women's lives. And one of our five key messages is that we like our choices better when they are made in alignment with our values. Yes. It's it's when we violate those values. We violate them. Not, yes. not anyone else. When we violate okay. our values. When I say that my family's important and I find myself working 100-hour weeks or 80-hour weeks or whatever it may be for months yes. on end, 
That's a violation of my value, right? conflict right there. And so this idea of one of the key messages is make choices that align with your values and you'll be much happier with them. And, And I'll give you this example. I left EDS when a new CEO came in and his values did not align with mine. And I was one of 44 corporate officers and he was my boss. And so... But he was our first CEO from outside the company. So he hadn't grown up in this value system. He was not in that. That's right. And I think people need to work with companies whose values align with their own, whose corporate values align with their own. And so it took me nine months. And I will tell you that the first three months was getting to know this person. The next three months was agonizing over, do I stay, do I go, do I stay, do I go? Because it was a career, and I'd, I mean, it was a beautiful, wonderful career that I loved and a company that I'd loved to had given me opportunities far beyond my imagination. And yet I realized I couldn't be there and represent the, the company and the values of the company knowing how he was running it. So in the last three months, I prepared for my exit and made sure that people understood why I was leaving. Yes. And um, it, it was a moment of truth, and we all face them. We all have them, multiples in our lives, where I said, to, in order to get up in the morning, look myself in the mirror, and feel good about who I was, I knew I had to leave. And so that was me making a very difficult decision. I was 46 at the time. And, you know, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. So I haven't looked back for one minute. So uh, it was the right decision then. And it's an even uh, better decision now when I look at all that I've been able to do because I was no longer working in a corporate world. Yeah. And I mean, this this self-awareness plays a big role. Mm -hmm. Like it helps, you know, each step as long like you are being aware about then you can make a choices based on that and then everything like within alignment i think whenever right. that happened right whenever you have not connecting with who you are or not uh, not aligning with you can feel it yes. you, you will feel that yes and you're not going to feel that ease and that that's kind of clue to us i agree like so I think that's a, a great thing as you uh, brought that point again. So being self-awareness like throughout our journey lead us to like where we need to be. Yes. And there's a there's a book entitled Your Body Keeps the Score. <clears throat> and if you want to know what your body's telling you, you got to listen to it and pay attention. Yes. Where, where, where does your jaw get clenched? Where do you find yourself just tightening and tensing up? Where do you feel the butterflies in your stomach? I mean... When those things are happening, we need to stop what we're doing and listen and pay listen, attention. Yes. And, pay and attention those are to all it. like call to action. Every Absolutely. All the, when we are like really try to listen and being self-aware, listening to our body, listening to our emotions, those are all call to action. That means we need to do something differently. Yeah. And when we have that tools in our toolbox, yes, I mean, that's the reality. We all going to go through all throughout the life. But I think having those toolkits really help us. I like the way you describe that's the call to action. Our bodies are giving (laughs) us the call to action, the call to make a different choice. Yeah, like I just was learning about a lot of emotions part. Mm -hmm. Like uh, emotions are, we just label them good, bad, right? Right. And But the emotions are call to action because the meaning we give it to them. Right. We have a choice. Again, it goes back to your point. Absolutely. More we are aware about our emotion, our purpose, our strength, we are more like we know what choices we need mm-hmm. to make. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So, um, 
So what are the elements you think it could be uh, important uh, in a self-awareness journey? Well, the last one I'd like to share with our listeners is what I call power sources. So we've talked about where are we on the journey? Is it job, career, calling, or purpose? We've talked about our value system. We've talked about learning agility. We've talked about make sure you know what your strengths are, that sort of thing. So this last piece is I, I invite our listeners to think about a time when you felt very powerful. You know, I mean, every part of you was just, oh, <laughs> feeling good. And, and it could have been, you know, that some of the examples I've heard over the years is walking across the stage to get a diploma because I was the first in my family to get a college degree. Or maybe it was standing up to a difficult boss or customer or peer or, you know, colleague or whatever. And I, you know, it wasn't about winning, but I, I got to say what I wanted to say. Um, a third could be quite honestly leaving, you know, an abusive relationship or something because we hear the personal stories along with the professional stories. And so thinking about that, if, if, if our listeners can just imagine a time, and, and I will say to the listeners who are mothers, I will give it to you as a mother. Giving birth is the most powerful. Oh one. my God. You know, completely agree with that. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, let's try to think of something else. But, uh, you know, then think about, I put yourself back in that place, back in that moment. I'm either walking across the stage or I'm standing firm on something that I believe I'm, I'm defending a value, you know, kind of thing. And so, uh, then I want you to think about it. Was there anybody there with you? You know, so again, in your mind's eye, be thinking about that. I'm doing that exercise. Right okay. Now. All right. In good, good, good. And then think about what were you feeling physically? Were you kind of walking on air? Were you, uh, were you in that tense, uh, I'm almost holding your breath kind of moment? Um, was your stomach churning? Were your knees shaking? Your hands trembling? Whatever it might have been. And then what were you feeling emotionally? Was it, courageous feelings? Was it uh, angry feelings? Was it adamant feelings where I'm, I feel so strongly about this that I, I will speak about it in passionate ways? So all of that. And then think about what helped you get to that moment. And so what I invite you to think about is was it I, I knew I had support from a partner, from a boss, from a mentor, from a, a minister, from a therapist, from a coach? I mean, it could be anybody. And did I feel like one of those people or multiples of those people helped me to have the strength to do this at this moment? Was it that you had done your research, you had the knowledge, you had the experience, you had the capabilities to do this? Was it that uh, you have a strong faith? I often hear women speak about my faith is what got me through. I prayed my way through. I didn't know what the outcome was, would be, but I had faith that it would be the right thing. So there's all kinds of sources of power. And the reason I think this is important is when I know, when I am aware of those sources of power, then I can do hard things <laughs> Why? Yes. with clarity, with confidence, and with courage. Yes. And uh, that's a part of where the self-awareness. And what I would also encourage our listeners to do is do this little exercise with friends. Because I I want you to have a long list of power sources. I want it to yes, be a very list rich be and very robust. Long. And, and share those with one another. Yes. Because, you know, 
um, the name of my new book is Embracing Your Power. Well, you got to acknowledge you have it. You have to understand you have the power, and then you have to embrace it. And when you think about all of this, those are moments when we feel powerful. Well, let's be real about this. There are also many moments when we feel powerless. Yes. And so the choice point is not that we're never going to feel powerless because we are. That's reality. We will be. That's right. Yeah. And, and and the question or the choice point for us is, am I going to live there? Am I going to yeah. waller in it? Am I just going to... How long am I going to stay exactly, there? Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or what do I need to pull myself up out of it? And so, um, you know, if this... Power, this list of power sources. If I find myself in one of those powerless moments, I want to pull that list out and goes and go to say to myself, which one of these power sources do, do I need to, to call upon? And it may not all be within me. It may be that I call you or I yes. call a friend or I call a whatever. And yet that's an important part, but I have to be self-aware of what my power sources are and when to call on them in, in those moments when I'm feeling not very powerful. Wow, I love that. You know, I kind of tried to go in my head, and while you were saying, mm-hmm. right. I was—I can resonate with that. Even when I uh, did my first pat- podcast recording, the day like mm. I was like so excited. I also have butterflies, as you said, in my stomach, and a lot of time I feel like, oh, can I do it? Right. But honestly, since I've been on this journey and I'm learning more about myself. I, I was able to find all those answers from within me. Mm. Like even I mm. had a great support. I mean, support from like mentor like you. All Even I called you many times. You mm-hmm. are so approachable. All, like you are so inspiring, helping other women in my family. Like when I went back after my podcast recording, I saw flowers there. My sister sent Aww. me. Like everyone is, this tells me like, you know, yes. I have a people supporting me. And yes. But more than that, I was able to identify, like, whenever I was kind of a little nervous, I felt like end of the day is sometimes the fear of rejection mm. or something comes in. That's very, very obvious. Yes. But more we are aware of about ourselves, mm-hmm. you can write back, you can tell it. Mm-hmm. You are enough. Yes. You are good. Yes. So we need to keep reminding that so mm-hmm. we really get rewired in our reprogrammed our brain you know yes to to see who we are so that's so powerful having all those uh reminding ourselves what are the tools for us mm-hmm. what are the people here to support us and whenever we are in those moments where we are not feeling right uh like very powerful we can pull that up and yes. we have so we just so it looks like we have everything what we needed mm-hmm. within us. Yes. We just need to learn That's and right. to use them on the right time. And how to access, access that and pull them, it out. That's right. Out. No, I have a, a friend that I was interviewing recently for my podcast, and, and uh, the t- her, her superpower was, I can do hard things. Wow. And and I love just the, the simplicity yes. of that statement. I can do hard things. Hard things. Yeah, because I, I have a track record of doing hard things. I, <laughs> I know what to do. It, it, I, I know how to bring coherence out of complexity and ambiguity and so on and so forth. So I think it's a great yeah, reference no. point. It's amazing. Yeah, so uh, I know just you also uh, launched your podcast re- yes. recently. I think name is Your Authentic Path to Powership Leadership. And congratulations for uh, you. your book also, uh, Embracing you. Your Power. Yeah, it's uh, my word right now is accessibility. So uh, people have asked me, I've done a Power of Self year-long program called The Power of Self, and we're wrapping that up because I'm now working, you know, as a partner with some others in, in various programs. And But the idea of women coming to me going, where were you when I was 20? 
25 years old, or <laughs> would you talk to my daughter or my niece or, you know, my granddaughter even? And I said, I need to get this information out into the world. So that was the genesis for both writing the book, uh, Embracing Your Power, yeah. uh, A Woman's Path to Authentic yeah, Leadership. we all need that. So because we want to where we've been, where yes. we want other women not to go That's right. through that time. That's so I right. learned that. Now, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. And I'm so glad to have you here. And I would have your all the website thing in our notes so people can know where to reach out to you. Yes. And I I love to have, uh, I loved your conversation and I learned, learned a lot. Thank you very much. And I appreciate you inviting me to this, uh, to be a part of your, of your podcast as well, because I think we can't, we can't speak about these things enough. I think the the word has to get out and the more people who hear, listen and pass it on, the better the world will be. So thank you very no, much. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and uh, watching our podcast today. And if you would like to learn more about myself and more of my services, you guys can um, uh, click uh, down the link. And do not forget to subscribe, subscribe, share, and comments. And so you won't miss out the next episode. And yes, we are not lost. We just need to take a pause and need to reconnect with our true inner self to start living a meaningful life. Share, care, and be rare. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast player. If you ever have questions, visit unstoppablewithease.com or contact us at unstoppablewithease at gmail.com. Yes, we are not lost. We just need to take a pause and reconnect with ourselves to craft the life we want. Share, care, and be rare.